Welcome to Zscaler Pulse, a monthly podcast brought to you by the Zenith community team that is aimed at empowering our audience to better understand Zscaler products, the Zenith community, and the zero trust industry. We will go over some updates around the Zenith community and some Zscaler products and services, and we'll even cover some news that's happening in the zero trust industry. Hi, I'm Ben Garrison, technical moderator and knowledge manager um, for the Zenith community, and we have a good show lined up for you today this month. Um, we are joined with Rohit Goyal and Vikas Srivastava to go over some ZDX enhancements um, that bring AI in to help with um, issue isolation and make those things a lot faster for, for um, technical admins to, to be able to discover um, issues. Um, and then we'll meet with Katie Schmidt. Um, for the first time on the show, she's with our Zscaler Academy, and she wants to, one, introduce herself and then also talk about how the Zscaler Academy can um, help with uh, your organization getting up to speed um, using the Zscaler products and services. Um, again, now this podcast was recorded um, in separate sessions due to scheduling, um, but I think we did a pretty decent job at piecing together the sections. Um, so, of course, we'll continue to improve that. So, bear with us. Uh, appreciate it. Basically, bear with me. I'm I'm the one recording and editing all this. So, um, thank you for your patience um, and bear with me. Um, obviously, if you have any tips and tricks um, and suggestions on how to make that um, better, um, please let me know because uh, I'm I'm somewhat new to the whole podcasting stuff, but. Uh, we're, we're, we're figuring it out. We're figuring it out. Um, but hopefully next month we'll have, have it down a little bit, a little bit better each month as we go. Um, also with the holidays quickly approaching, I'm going to try and get the next podcast out, uh, hopefully towards the end of December, not entirely sure exactly based off of the scheduling, but, um, we'll do our best if not definitely for January. And I know we have a lot of exciting things to talk about in January as well, especially around our business analytics and even more um, ZDX enhancements. So um, stay tuned for that. So the first up that we do have, we do have our uh, conversation with Rohit Goyal and uh, Vikas Srivastava. So let's uh, head over there. All right. Now we're switching gears a little bit and we're going to go over into our product pulse. Um, and I'm really excited because I'm always really excited if you guys haven't picked up on that. But I have some familiar faces again on the podcast. This is a couple times they've been on uh, on the show. Um, I've got Rohit Goyal um, and uh, Vikas. I'm going to slaughter it. Srivastava. Did I say it right? I, I always can never really say it. Srivastava. Yeah. Srivastava. Yep. Um, and they are with our ZDX team here at Zscaler. And uh, they were nice enough to join me and they wanted to talk to me about um, AI powered enhancements to our ZDX, which is our digital experience um, portion of our, of our platform. Um, and yeah, they're, they're both here today and I, I'm, I'm really excited to learn more about this. I'm a huge proponent and fan of AI. Um, I think when AI is used correctly, it can be an extremely powerful tool to assist admins and engineers in being able to identify and address issues a lot faster and get to that issue resolution. We all know though that AI can be used, anything that is for good can also be used for bad. So, um, you know, this is where digital reporting and, and, and where digital experiences come in to kind of help with being able to get more telemetry on that kind of information. And, and I'm super happy to be joined by Rohit. How are you doing today? Good, good. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me back. Um, uh, we've done some, uh, amazing enhancements since the last time we were on the show. Um, and if you hadn't got a chance, I would take, you know, some time to go back and listen to the previous 
you know, ZDX podcast where we caught, covered like the basics of ZDX. Today, we're going to be getting into a little bit more in depth, um, some key features that we've been working on. And I think this is, these are some, uh, really nice enhancements to help, you know, customers out with proactively resolving issues and really helping customers keep their end users productive. The challenge we, we always see is that apps and data have been moving to the cloud. Everyone is kind of in this mixed mode where they're, they're either working from, you know, their home or in the office or, you know, maybe at their airport. Um, but the challenge still remains with like solving issues that stem from devices. So their laptops or, or, you know, anything around, you know, that side of it or the network, which is pretty vast. It can be anything from the internet all the way up to the application, all the hops in between, mm -hmm. um, up to the application. And the thing, thinking about like the service desk folks and the network operations folks, it's challenging to figure out how to resolve these issues, especially when users are moving around. They're not always so static, you know, in one location where it's easier to troubleshoot. So well, how do you, how do you figure that out? And right. And I think, I think a recent blog that you, that was put out about this, um, mentioned that like 90% of employees are frustrated by workplace technology and how it impacts their, their productivity. Right. And so exactly that kind of, that kind of ties into what you were just saying as well. Yeah. So I'm going to walk you through a, a quick, uh, set of slides here. It just to tell you a little bit more about, you know, some of these enhancements and then Vigasa is, you know, a lot more technical depth. Yeah. He's going to dive deeper into, you know, anything that, uh, that, you know, we've seen come up as questions, you know, from customer conversations, workshops we do. So for the audience and sorry, I didn't mean to, didn't mean to cut you off there, Rohit. From the audience uh, that's listening, if you're, we are going to publish this on traditional podcasting platforms going forward for this episode, first time ever. So if you're listening on this from a traditional podcast recording, check out the show notes. Um, we're going to have the actual videos. So right now we're going through a couple of visual aids, um, a little bit of a slideshow, not too much. But then Vikas is going to actually have a technical demonstration where he's sharing his screen. So if you do want to see that, check the show notes so that way you can go you can go view that that piece of it. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just know it's a little bit different uh, different format than the audience is used to. Yeah, no worries, no worries. So maybe I can just uh, you know show uh, tell you what I'm I'm showing on the screen as well. So what we've got is we've got like a service desk analyst who's typically your your L1 uh, support and they're featured in the center of this, this slide. And we've got rings around, you know, the, the slide. And it, it basically shows devices, apps, and networks. And the challenge is that um, as they get tickets, they typically can triage them. But when you think about an organization that's about 10,000 in size, the number of tickets they get, it becomes unmanageable. And the reason is because they've got to solve everything from, again, they've got to solve CPU problems. They've got to solve uh, network ISP issues. They've got to solve application issues. And the challenge is that it's really hard to figure out where the issue is. Maybe it's actually, you know, in the application itself, or maybe it's in the network, or maybe it's in the actual device. But how do you correlate all that information uh, because they've got lots of different tools uh, existing today. And the idea is that we want to streamline all of this for them. So there's a better way to do this. There's 
AI capabilities that Ben was talking about. And the first one is around self-service. And with self-service, the idea is that um, before a ticket is even created, end users would be notified of any Wi-Fi issue or anything around, you know, last mile ISP issues. And it gives them an idea as to how to remediate it themselves. So that's all some of the challenges with the tickets that they're seeing. The second part is proactive resolution with incident dashboard. So the idea here is that now you can see globally across your organization and say, okay, we're getting a lot of tickets around Wi-Fi or there's a lot of incidents around Wi-Fi. Let's dive into that and see what the root cause is. So we can proactively start to solve some of these issues before they even get created. And the third part is all around AI-powered root cause analysis. So here, what we've done is we've introduced a, a pretty robust feature to you know, uh, give to the service desk or network operations teams uh, an easy button. And what they can do is they can you know, look at the dashboard for an end user, and when the score, a ZDX score is in the four category, they can press a button and hit analyze score. And that'll allow them to basically say, okay, great, uh, here's where the issue can be. Why this is powerful is because for a service desk person, they can actually say, okay, here's where, you know, if it's an issue with uh, an ISP, they can put that information into the ticket as they escalate it up to the network team. And they're actually skipping a lot of steps in there. Typically, what we see is that L1 teams will, you know, try to triage the problem, but they don't have enough definitive information as to where the ticket should be routed. So the end user gets bounced around to like three or four different L3 teams. And what we're doing here is saying, hey, you have this easy button. You can actually go in and press that, and then you get routed to the right team without having to, you know, uh, be bounced around. Mm. So those are pretty much, you know, all the slides I want to share because I know, uh, you know, we've got a lot of lot of demos and content we want to want to get through. But hopefully that gives you an idea as to you know some of the things we're we're showing. I have something that I want to say. First, Shoot. this is super awesome, right? But I'm gonna play a little devil's advocate here. Yeah. I'm a podcast host, and that's what I'm supposed to do, right? Uh, <laughs> so I, I see here that we're taking AI, and we all know that AI can either be a good thing or a bad thing, right? And a lot of mm -hmm. people who have concerns around AI is the ability to subsidize or supplement employment positions, jobs, right? So in your scenario where you have an IT person or IT help desk person that's taking and fielding in a bunch of tickets, we bring in something like AI or we bring in something to try to assist that or bring that down. What is that from your experience? What does that mean from a cost perspective from an organization? Do you see this potentially eliminating the need for more help desk people or does it target the help desk people to focus on different areas and more important aspects of their role? Yeah, it's definitely, definitely the latter. They, uh, the idea is to get the help desk people up to speed on technologies that are really hard. It takes, imagine, you know, somebody in the L3 team, it'll probably take them a decade to learn all of these different areas mm -hmm. and be experts in that area. And you're putting all that onus on a service desk person. The challenge though is like, hey, how can we get them up to speed faster so they can help resolve these issues and then they feel a little more empowered, right? So yeah. they're not just, order takers, but they're actually feeling 
hey, I actually found the issue and you know what? I'm routing it to the right person. Today, what we're seeing is that they'll gather the information, but it's not easy to figure out where the actual issue is. And then it basically gets bounced around to different, different teams. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but then the human factor, right? What yeah. did the, what did the human miss? If they're, if they're fielding, I used to work IT help desk and I'd have six, seven, eight, if not more tickets open at any given time. And I'm bouncing back, you know, back, bouncing back and forth. I was also, you know, not remote. I was in an office, so I'd get what is called the quote unquote drive-bys, right? Where I'm in the middle of something and someone would walk by and say, hey, real quick, my computer, my printer is not doing this. Can you help me? And I'd get torn away and have to go do something else. So the human factor of forgetting or not doing something, um, especially when it comes to like deprovisioning or something along those lines, right? Um, this, this definitely helps in that regard as well in, in that eliminating some of that human factor. Yeah. At least from my perspective. Yeah. <laughs> and and honestly, the definitely the end user benefits from all of this, right? I think yeah. that's the key key to like success is mm -hmm. how can we make sure the end users are productive? And if you really think about it, everything's kind of a, all this explosion in terms of like where people are working and and data moving around, it just makes it infinitely harder for service desk and network operations teams. So what we're trying to do is say, hey, let's let's kind of scale this back down, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe it was a lot easier when everybody was, you know, at their desk and you could say, okay, well, when you're at your desk, I can easily troubleshoot this, but people aren't working that way anymore. Nope. So, so Vikas, yep. how you doing? Good. How are you guys? I guess I'm doing great. Thanks. This is so much, this is so much fun. Um, being out of the trenches for a while. I love to get to see this stuff firsthand. So, Later in the show, we're going to have a member from our Zscaler Academy team on the show, mm -hmm. and she's going to talk a little bit about how Zscaler Academy is teaching people how to use ZDX and other things as such, right? And um, But I understand you have a treat for us. Absolutely. And I'm sure a lot of you would love it. We have a lot of new features, which are basically, uh, you know, an extension to what Rohit just mentioned is enabling the IT teams and support teams with this AI-driven root cause analysis. And something, a part of that would also be a self-service capability. So even before uh, users, you know, uh, open a service desk case, how about users already know that what is the problem they're facing, right? Think of it like while you're, while you're on a Zoom call, right? And you have a Wi-Fi issue. You see that notification which says you might be facing a Wi-Fi problem, right? That's a gentle nudge to the user that my connectivity is something which could be impacted, right? So we have similar thing to show you, a uh, similar innovation which we have on the ZDX side, but on a much more larger scale. So we'll show that in the demo. Okay. Well, without further ado, let's just dive into it. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I mean, why not, right? Yeah. Everyone is here for it. They all <laughs> showed up just for this. <laughs> At least uh, I am. All right. right. This is happening live, by the way. So this there's is... no pre-recorded demo. This is so we're subjected to the demo Gods. deities, the demo deities that would be that. Hopefully everything works as intended. Um, but uh, yeah, let's let's make it happen. Absolutely no. That was that was much needed, right? So <laughs> the first component which I would cover is the self service component, which we just briefly talked about. And what is self-service, right? So it's basically a feature which we have developed and it uh, enables users, you know, the end users to get notifications about possible problems that could be impacting 
their end user experience, be it Wi-Fi or a process running hot on their CPU, you know, something they have running uh, because of a bug or, you know, because of that process consuming too much memory or CPU, we could let the user know that, hey, this process or maybe this Wi-Fi signal could be impacting your experience and send them a gentle knowledge that, hey, uh, this exactly is the process which is impacting you. So how how is that? How does that work, right? Uh, you know, from a end user perspective. So pretty straightforward to enable like a lot of things in ZDX. So you come to um, administration settings, self-service settings, and basically toggle this button, right? Boom. And the self-service feature is enabled for all of your user base. Now, if you'd like to roll it out in a more, um, you know, defined uh, fashion that I want to just deploy it for a certain user group, you can do all, all that here, right? But what happens when this feature is enabled? So uh, let's go to the dashboard and look at self-service overview. And we have set it to last two hours. And what it is doing is it is sending out, uh, basically looking at the data on the user's device uh, or on, on multiple different metrics. So what it is showing is for the last two hours, there were no incident notifications which were sent. But when I change it to last four hours, I'm seeing Barry Bogdown you know, a lot of you might be already familiar with that user is having high CPU utilization, right? Uh, mm. And let's see what is happening on the user's device, right? So when, okay. Okay, I'm excited. So here's the user device. And again, uh, we are logged into the device. We are looking what's going on. And if you see here that there are some historical messages on mm. what Barry has been notified for. Right. So um, think of it like, uh, you know, I, I'm the user, I'm working on it, I get a pop-up notification here that, hey, your CPU is consistently running at 100%. All right. Okay. What do I do about it? Like what's consuming it? So the user can click on learn more about this issue. Right. And they could see in here that a specific process name, you know, in this case, Adobe, or it could be anything else, which is consuming the CPU. And the same notification is sent out to the admin, the ZDX admin right here that, hey, we sent this notification out to Barry about the CPU utilization he, he or he might be facing. That's, yep. that's awesome. Apps. That's awesome. I remember, I remember a time back when I was on the IT help desk, I had a, a certain C-suite, actually the, 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 the top C-suite person mm -hmm. come to me at my desk and he says, hey, why is my battery constantly draining and my fans are constantly kicking in? Mm -hmm. And I look at the activity monitor and I see that he had Google Chrome open, right? And then I look at his Google Chrome and he's got like 5,000 tabs open. Mm -hmm. And of those 5,000 tabs, he had Yahoo News and all these different news sites because, you know, CEOs like to stay up to date with what's happening. Yep. And all of those, all of those sites do what? They embed videos, uh -huh. right, throughout the entire website. And so there was just probably thirty videos playing at any given time. And I'm like, well, there's your reason. Like, let's figure out what we can do to try and solve that. Exactly. No, absolutely. <laughs> and what I love the most, like to your point, Ben, right? Like, I, I as a set, as a help desk admin, right? Okay. And just like you, I was in help desk admin when I started my career. Right. And mm -hmm. it's like, okay, that historical information, that telemetry information 
which we have time series data on what was the performance before and after on your fingertips is absolutely amazing, right? So I, as a Helmdas admin, when Barry's uh, still opened the case that, hey, I'm getting this notification about this process consuming too much CPU, uh, what can I do about IT, right? And I, as an IT help desk, go in into the admin console. And if you see this downward trend for Barry, where the performance dipped from green to the red zone, and I see the exact same thing, that in this case, um, Barry's performance degraded once, you know, uh, the CPU utilization was consistently hitting 100%. And I can see that it is a specific process which is causing it. Wow. Awesome. And so you're saying the user would get a notification mm -hmm. of this too, right? Absolutely. So before, so they're getting, they're probably going to get a notification before they even think about creating a support ticket. Mm -hmm. Is that right? That's, that's 100%. So the, yep. So they get a notification that says, hey, do, you know, you have Adobe Premiere that's running at 94.6% of your, of your CPU process consistently over the course of whatever. Uh -huh you might want to consider shutting that down or whatever the case is, right? Exactly. Or maybe think of it like, hey, uh, your Wi-Fi performance is optimal. Maybe try switching to a different Wi-Fi or move closer to your access. Similar things. That that would also help in IT. I mean, because I remember, yeah. you know, with, with our mesh, mm -hmm. right? We might not always have coverage in all the areas of the office, uh -huh. right? Mm -hmm. And if someone's sitting in a corner of the office and not getting good good reception, this would possibly help in identifying that a lot faster than getting a bunch of tickets about slow internet speed. Yes. And it's okay. it's very powerful to know as a user that, hey, it's wow. not that website, which is slow. It's my Wi-Fi. Right? Yeah. It helps a lot. Now, continuing on to the same, uh, you know, innovations which we have done on the AI front is incident dashboard. And this is, again, one of the features I love uh, a lot. It's basically like, once you have uh, this feature turned on, we are looking at a lot of telemetry data from your endpoints. So again, to, to set the base here, uh, you are not configuring any alert rules manually, or you're not going in and tweaking uh, parameters on your uh, alerts to get these incidents out here on the dashboard. So what is it that we are uh, looking at uh, hundreds and thousands of telemetry data points from our customer and running these machine learning algorithms on it, trying to understand, are there any problem hotspots, problem areas in the customer environment, which we could bubble up, you know, on the dashboard and give them an area where they could go in, uh, drill down into what, what is, is this problem specific to a location, specific to a user base or what it is. So in this case, when you go to, Incidents overview uh, dashboard, you're looking at on the top, we have multiple different buckets, device, DNS, Wi-Fi, you know, last mile ISP. And hey, we have Zscaler here, you know, right now showing zero incidents, but a lot of customers uh, are like, hey, is this problem because of Zscaler? And if it is, we'll show it up here, right? But then in this case, for the last 14 days, we are showing that there were two Wi-Fi incidents. And I want to double click on this. This is different than a user facing a problem which we saw before in the self-service. Incidents focus on 
a larger problem set which might be impacting, let's say, your department or a specific location, right? A larger user base. So I come in here and I'm seeing that I had two incidents, uh, Wi-Fi incidents, which happened over time. And because of these two incidents, there were 11 impacted users. All right, let's, let's dive deeper. Uh, on the same page, we have, what is this incident about? And I'm showing that this incident is specific in, you know, happened in Dublin, Ohio location, specific to the three SSID. Now, I'll, I as an admin would be interested, like, okay, let me click on one of these incidents, click on the incident details tab. And it takes me directly to that uh, page with more details about what happened in this incident. We are showing very important metrics here, which is the SSID of the access point. And how is this important? Like as, as an IT admin, think of it as how much time did it take for me to go from a Wi-Fi problem reported in one of my office locations down to the specific access point where the user could be facing slowness. So I have that access point, I have the score, drop over time, and then I have also all of the users which are impacted because of that poorly performing access point. Right? Wow. And not just that, I can keep drilling down. I can click on one of these users and see what was, you know, his or her performance look like before and after. So I'm at this user, you know, and, you know, Lucas, and I'm seeing indeed, like I can see that uh, there is a signal Degraded, degraded signal strength and the ZDX score for this user has been in the red category for a long time. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty powerful because like at the end of the day, these users, like they may not always, you know, call in and say, hey, I've got trouble, right? They think it, maybe it'll resolve on its own and look at how long they've been suffering, right? I think they, that's pretty, that's pretty powerful that you can see all that history. Yep. All right. And then, uh, so now that we have been seeing some of the features of, uh, you know, new innovations which we have done, how do we operationalize this? Uh, you as an IT admin wouldn't be waiting for these incidents to happen and log in into the dashboard and see that, right? So we have done some enhancements like alert rules, uh, which feed these data into service now. So when, as and when these incidents happen, ZDX can go in and open a ServiceNow incident for you, right? It can be an incident related to a network problem. It could be an incident related to a user having poor performance, right? So all of that would come up here. Uh, and if I have not mentioned this before, we already have a ServiceNow plugin in the ServiceNow App Store, which you can download in your ServiceNow tenant and do the integration pretty seamlessly, right? This integration is based on APIs. Um, so once that, uh, you know, integration is done, the incident starts flowing in. And as a service desk admin, I can go and click on one of those incidents and start seeing details about alert impact. This wasn't there in the previous integration, which we had. So whatever I'm showing you today, it's new components, new features developed as a part of this new plugin. So I'm seeing alert impact. What are the impacted 
departments, geolocations, or ZIAs, these killer locations, which pertains to this alert. Uh, we also uh, are br bringing in, in information about, all right, I have this network alert which got triggered. How many users are impacted by this alert? So we have all of those users listed in as a part of impacted users. And again, while I'm talking through all these new features, again, think of this as a le level one service desk admin who has all of this information at his fingertips. At his fingertips. And the last one, uh, again, this is uh, something which uh, I'm very excited about is the ZDX summary page. And this mm. is when a user, which is also in the service now and, you know, having ZDX running, opens the service desk ticket that, hey, I'm facing problems with my um, SharePoint access or email access. Uh, is it my Wi-Fi? What's going on? I, you know, I don't know. And this level one service desk, right, new to his job, is looking at this problem and he agrees that, yes, he's seeing the exact same thing. Uh, the users having poor performance across the board, not just SharePoint and out. So from here, I could go in and ask the Y engine, which is one of our AI-driven root cause analysis components, is can you analyze this score for me and tell me what's going on? Yeah. And in the back end, what it is doing is we are going to ZDX uh, making these API calls, trying to analyze data before and after, uh, you know, when the user's performance was good compared to now. And looking at metrics about device, CPU, memory, network information, and trying to give you a root cause that, okay, what's causing this problem? So let's wait for this to complete and let's see what does the AI tell tell about it. While that's completing, so mm -hmm. this is with service now, right? And mm -hmm. I know we have a bunch of partners within Zscaler um, that use other RMM tools, one of which being, you know, the big the big one, you know, ConnectWise, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So are some of these features uh, also included in those other RMM tools with integrations or are we still kind of uh, exploring which ones to integrate with? So right now, uh, ZDX can integrate with any of the standards-based uh, incident management systems, right? So anything which could take in a webhook uh, you know, or an API ingestion, we integrate with all of them, right? But this specific feature set, uh, which I just showed you, is more, uh, you know, uh, ServiceNow, you know, is, is more of a ServiceNow implementation. Now, can okay. these other tools make an API call and get this data? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So the context in uh, here is that I, as a service desk, uh, operator, level one, level two, whatever, I do not have to log in or need access to the ZDX administ administrator console to get all of this data. Okay. Oh, and, nice. Okay. Yeah. And now that I'm seeing that this is a high DNS uh, resolution time, I could now go in and safely uh, or, you know, in a more intelligent manner, route this ticket to say, uh, IT ops team, the TNS team, the network team, right? Um, so again, think about it, right? Like when when I saw this initially, I'm like, okay, what is this? I mean, maybe this is CPU related or Wi-Fi, DNS mm -hmm. related. 
Uh, and the other component, the last one on this one is the deep tracing. So let's say I as a service desk admin would like to gather more data uh, because this data which I just, show, just saw was for the last two hours. How about I run an analysis right now on what is happening on the user's device right now? Uh, and I could go in, click on deep tracing and uh, select the user's name, select the application name and run a deep tracing analysis on the user's device without getting the user on the phone, right? Without bothering that user, I can just run on-demand analysis on the user's device, right? A lot of things to uh, consume for this podcast, but we have another video yeah. that goes into all of these into a lot of detail. Yeah, um, this is awesome. Again, uh, the video for this in the, will be in the show notes. Uh -huh. It's a long one, right? But I feel like this is there's a lot of value here. This podcast in general is just going to be long, so we'll make sure that we have it all broken up into different segments. So awesome. you had a last a last a last few moment uh, moments there to explain a few few, few more things. Absolutely, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. Did you oh. have anything more that you wanted to cover? Yes. So I wanted to show one last feature. Uh, which is the snapshot component, right? And as the name suggests, a snapshot is basically uh, in enabling the IT teams and the help desk or whoever as a ZDX admin to, to be able to go in and take a point in time, uh, you know, freeze that user's page and share it with other people. So, Think of it like I as service desk admin went in, did all of this analysis, and I would like to show this specific dip, share this specific dip uh, to my network admin team that, hey, th this is what I see. What do you think about it? So I can hmm. go in and click share and, you know, give it a name, you know, uh, say podcast, if I can spell it properly. Okay. Uh, and That's close enough. <laughs> And then I could say, how long do I want this link to be valid for? Say 90 days. I do not want to obfuscate the data on this page. Next. And this is going to create a link, which I will be able to share with, you know, whoever I'd like to. Um, so this basically gives the other people like the power to basically go and click on this link as like, oh, this is what he's talking about. Let me take this forth. So what do you think, Ben? Okay. I mean, this is, this is amazing. Like I, I genuinely think this is amazing. And I think, you know, you just showing me this, I wish I had this tool when I was in an IT admin, right? Yeah. I, I wish I had tools like this because it just makes your job much more satisfying. We're all employees mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Right. And from an IT admin perspective, you know, or just any position out there, one of the questions that they always get on their little yearly surveys is, do you have the tools and the resources to be able to do your job well? And I think that this particular application, if I was still an IT admin and I had access to this, I'd be like, yeah, this is satisfying to be able to have that level of root cause analysis right at my fingertips to be able to quickly and efficiently find the answer to a problem and then rectify it. I'm not running around, you know, trying to figure out answers and, you know, rebooting the computer 50 times, 
and I throwing almost something against the that. wall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throwing, throwing us. Let's try this. Got to reboot. Let's try this. Got to reboot. Like, right. <laughs> like that's just if we can figure out an isolated issue a lot faster with with certain things. Um, that's gonna really be hugely helpful. So, um, thanks, Rohit Vikas, so much for coming on and, and showing us what you're working with. Um, again, this video that with all the demo that's going to be cut out of the podcast and that's going to be a standalone video that's going to live on the community as well. So anybody who wants to go and look at the, the video portion of this segment, um, I'll have a link in the show notes for that. Um, and, uh, yeah, thanks so much guys for, for, for coming on. No, th Appreciate thanks it. for having yeah, us. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Uh, one, one quick thought though, is like, just to sum it up, you know, in six months, look at all the, all the amazing enhancements we've done. And, you know, every, every now and then, you know, keep an eye out for ZDX because we're constantly innovating. Cool. All right. Now we're going to shift gears. We're going to head over to our Academy Pulse, which is a new segment here on the Zscaler Pulse, which I'm super excited about. I'm excited about everything really, but um, it's always awesome to bring in new people and new faces um, so I'm joined today by Katie Schmidt, who is our senior manager of certifications with Zscaler Academy. Um, and she wants to talk a little bit about, one, what is Zscaler Academy? Why is it important and why is it cool and something that you should probably go and look at, um, as well as um, a couple other things around certifications that we have. Hi, Katie. How you doing? I'm doing good, Ben. Thanks so much for having me on today. Appreciate it. Of course. Of course. And you haven't been on you haven't been on the show before, and we have spoken about Zscaler Academy on the community on a few different posts. Um, all the certifications that are out there, we used to have um, a certification round robin where we celebrated all the community members who got certified in the previous month. We're going to get back to that, by the way. Just haven't had time to go in and find all the names and and get everything going because we've also had an influx of how certifications are working. So. Now that that's starting to be getting more better cadence, we'll get back into that. So um, I promise you that. But yeah, uh, we have some campaigns coming up related to that. So we'll talk about that too. Awesome. So what is exactly the Zscaler Academy? Obviously, probably you can probably put two and two together. It's probably our learning portal, but a little bit more of a, a strategy talk there as to what it's what it's for and what it's valued. Sure. So I would say, first of all, the Zscaler Academy, much like Zscaler, is growing rapidly. It's really starting to take flight. And we are doing even more things to meet our customers' needs and engage people in Zscaler. And the way we do that is obviously through our training and education, which is Zscaler Academy. And then what that leads to now, what we're growing, is this certification offering, which is what I lead. And I mean, the importance of it, obviously, I had a great leader one time that said in software, like the software is only as good or the service is only as good as the people who can use it. And you see that in everyday life all the time, right? Like how people use social media, how they use LinkedIn, how they use things in their everyday life related to technology. And if you want to have a really strong technology company and offer that, you've got to have people trained that really become practitioners in how to use it. And you want to make that easy. You want to make it engaging and fun and all of those things. And so I think that is really the ultimate mission and purpose of Zscaler Academy is to get people using it and using it well, really maximizing that for their organization. But then also going along with them in that professional like career journey 
Um, I'm really passionate about that. That's why I work in certifications, just because if you can learn things and then prove that you can do them, it can really elevate like where you're going in your career and what you're able to personally accomplish. So I feel like there's a real balance between you know, that training certification providing support to not only organizations and our customers, but also to that personal person on their journey um, for their career. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know what the phrase actually says, but I know if it's when you stop learning, then you stop living, basically, right? And so you always want to continue to keep learning. But from a career perspective, always learning something, even if it's not in your wheelhouse, right? Even if it's not something that you're currently actively doing, um, but just learning about it and figuring out, at least from a basic understanding of how things work, I've found I've always go along. I'm not a programmer or developer by any stretch of the imagination, but I have a very basic understanding around API and some coding and that kind of stuff, just the way I know what people are talking about when they bring it up in conversation. So Yeah, for sure. I kind of sit in that same group as well. And yeah. over the course of my career, I've just seen it be very successful that if you can get people in, like in the door, say it was Zscaler Academy, they become more curious. And like curiosity is re really what drives what you're talking about, like being able to speak the language, learning new things and, and moving it forward. Mm -hmm. And from an organizational standpoint, right, when you think about onboarding of new employees, right? Um, whether you're a partner MSP and you have new, you know, help desk or network engineers, or you're a, you know, direct customer that brings in new help desk people. Now you can actually, you actually have a body of knowledge, right? From Zscaler given to you to help onboard your new hires and get them up to speed a lot faster on that ramp up period. Um, have you heard your customers or not customers, but your students say something around those effects? Yes, absolutely. And that is what we're trying to provide through some of the things that we've developed this year. Zscaler Academy has gone through a big change. I think we're going to continue to see some of that change roll out because we are trying to meet customer needs. Mm -hmm. So we heard customers and people that are interested in Zscaler Academy telling us what they needed. So that was actually how what I would consider to be like kind of a flagship course of this year came to be, which mm -hmm. is Zscaler for Users Essentials. So that's a course we can take that that course. It gives you everything kind of you need to know about Zscaler, how to deploy, how to implement, and really admin Zscaler, and then be able to go on, you know, take some hands-on labs, which I think are so important, like just in the technical space, because anyone can, you know, sit through an e-learning or go to a course. But then when you actually are like forced to apply that and work through it, that's really where the real learning and like mm -hmm. that's where it really happens. And then, um, you know, for me, like I was able to, to develop the Zscaler Digital Transformation Administrator certification, and it aligns to that course. Um, it's not a one-to-one -one because there's obviously that practitioner piece and being able to have the hands-on experience and knowledge, but um, it does align to like what we teach in the course and hopefully what we do in the labs as well. And then... You know, I see Zscaler continuing, the Academy continuing to grow in that way. We've got the other course that we launched is the Zscaler for Users Advanced course. Mm -hmm. And that came out in August. It's starting to get quite a bit of traction. And it's just taking a deeper dive. And that, too, will soon have a certification that hopefully aligns to it. And that will be coming out at the end of our Q2. Um, so we have, like, this roadmap of starting to build these things and answer, you know, the call basically from our customers of what's needed and what's wanted. 
Um, everyone goes crazy for certifications and that makes my job kind of easy in some ways because people are really engaged and want to earn those things. And I, I feel like my personal mission here as eScaler is to bring our certifications up to that industry standard to be recognized with the likes of Snowflake, AWS, Cisco, all the big ones. Um, my, I've kind of built my career building certification programs for yeah. really meaningful technology. And that's what I hope to be able to do here at Zscaler as well. You know, when you see people on LinkedIn, you see, oh, AWS, you know, solutions architect or Cisco certified or whatever, those, those carry weight, right? When it comes to um, certain positions. And um, I personally would love to see, you know, Zscaler certifications within that same, that same swim lane as you see with AWS and, and Cisco and stuff like that. So that's, that's, that's amazing. Who can become certified? Do you have to be a customer? Do you have to be a partner? Who can register and sign up and, and, and get Zscaler certified? Yeah, so we've actually got you know a couple of different groups per se. So we've got our customers, obviously, very important, getting them certified. And then also our partners. And then we're also launching, I don't know if you're familiar with the ZAP program or if they've come on and talked about it before, but that's our, our college higher education alliance program that's being built out. It's being built right now. And we will have a lot of students and professors coming in and getting certified as well. So we've really got all of those groups. And then, you know, not to forget our internal people, we need to drink our own Kool-Aid. Mm -hmm. So we need our internal people to get certified as well. And know like what is the customer experience what are you know people outside of zscaler seeing and getting when they're coming through training and certification we've had a lot of success with getting internal people certified uh, like zdta just launched in the beginning of september um, we've had huge engagement internally and externally as well and we're just going to continue that momentum and then continue to offer things that are really meaningful um, for people and then I've got another program coming out next year, which is going to be more micro-credentials, and it'll focus on some of the things I think you guys have talked about with other folks before, like workloads, data protection, things like that. Um, so people will be able to earn some easier, low-hanging fruit micro-credentials through that. But really, certifications is to help people drive their organization to success. You know, it also gives our customers some insurance, right? Yep. So if they're going to hire somebody who's certified, they know that they've gone through these things. And we publicize, like, what people have to do to get the certification. So if you go out and start looking for, you know, people who are certified in Zscaler, then hopefully you have some assurance as a customer that they know what they're doing. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest compliments in certification ever is when I start to see job postings and they start to include like Zscaler certified. Yeah. And, and that's um, kind of when I know we've made it and uh, we're, we're getting closer to that. So, and as, and of course, as our customer base expands and more logos come in board and you, you get more and more job opportunities and openings that Zscaler certification is going to really be, you know, crucial in in those organizations scaling right being able to bring in professionals that know what they're doing and can ramp up really fast and we give them all the tools to do so that is super awesome i actually need to go and get zdta certified myself so it's uh, okay let's do it well it is actually free to everyone through the end of this calendar year okay. so if you've done the course you've done the labs those are prereqs so it's important to do those 
and then you can go take the certification. It is the first like third party proctored best practice exam that Zscaler has ever offered. Um, and we'll continue to do that. I can do a whole other podcast on like what happens behind the scenes to Ooh. deliver a technical certification to market. I bet. Um, but we're going to have, you know, that going on. So I encourage people to go out. You don't even need a promo code. You can just go through the academy, take the course in labs. It'll pop you over to our third party vendor that delivers and proctors the exam. You don't need a code. You can just sign up and take it. And we're running that through the end of this calendar year. And then, of course, it'll have an associated fee, more like what you would see in the market as far as retail price for certifications. Okay. That, and so when they when you say free to end the calendar, I believe this podcast will probably come out end of November, beginning of December. So as long as they okay. register for the course by the end of the year, is that correct? Then they'll be able to. Yes. Um, okay. All right. I just want to make sure that you know we're not missing missing that bus because that would have been a whoopsies. But yeah, <laughs> so that's great. No, we definitely want. Yeah, when this comes out, we'll want them to um, get in the course and lab and then go take the exam. The lab is super cool too. So, um, Katie, awesome! Thank you so much for coming on and talking about Z Scaler Academy. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to to touch on before we before we wrap up this segment? I mean, I would just say for people to keep a pulse on the academy, like I know, no pun intended there, but um, to to jump in and like really get involved and keep up with it, we'll try to keep everyone, you know, informed in the community, but there is some really cool stuff happening. And I would say going into the next calendar year, you're just going to continue to see that growth of what we're offering and what we have out there and, and the Zscaler brand just continuing to grow and get that follow. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much, um, Katie, for, for coming on. All right. That wraps up the Zscaler Pulse for November 2023. And um, we met with Rohit and Vikas and had an awesome conversation surrounding AI enhancements within ZDX. And we also met with Katie and learned more about Zscaler Academy. Make sure to check the show notes for links to other videos and resources discussed during the show today. And we'll be back here next month or maybe closer to January with the next episode. Take care and we look forward to seeing you in the community. Yeah.